cliffcentral.com Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com Welcome to Future CEOs here on Cliff Central. My name is Gareth Armstrong. It's really good to be with you. Yeah, it's, it's feeling different in studio. Well, first because my co-host isn't here. We miss you, Louis. Uh, but then also because we're sitting in a new revamped Cliff Central studio. It, uh, how, how are you feeling, my daughter? Is it, 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 how does the studio feel to you? Is it all right? Yeah, it feels feels different from the last time I was here, you know, but I'm okay, yeah. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad you're comfortable. Just so uh, before we get into who my daughter is and why he's here in studio, let me just quickly introduce the show. So if this is the first time you're hearing this, well, welcome. It's good to have you join us. So if you can say that you are a future CEO, well, then this really is the show for you. What does that mean? You are a young up-and-coming entrepreneur looking to build your business, or perhaps you are sitting in a cubicle somewhere and you're looking at that corner office and you're saying, that's going to be my my corner office at some point. Well, then you're also a future CEO. Uh, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to help you grow your business or fast track your career. My daughter is here because he's going to help do that. Is that correct? Uh, that's the brief, right? Yeah, that's the brief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you really are quite well qualified to be able to do this. Please quickly just give us, uh, do the elevator pitch intro that you might, or actually that you did when I was at an event with you the other day, uh, uh, quite a while ago, actually. It was, what was the end it was of last January. year? It or was January. January. Okay, yes. with Remy Martin, because you're the face of, of Remy. Remy Martin. Yes. Um, and I'm going to read a couple of things that may make you blush a little, uh, but um, quickly, who are you? Why must our future CEOs community listen to you, my daughter? Well, I'm an entrepreneur. I've uh, been 10 years in this business, you know, and I've started a couple of successful businesses, so I think I'm qualified to actually give advice. To the future CEOs, I guess, yeah. Well, well, give us a little bit more, so a little bit of the history. So, uh, I mean, you've gone from, uh, there's telecoms, there's a whole bunch of things in between. You also, you're an engineer, there's a lot of stuff, bragging stuff. If you don't brag, we're going to brag for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if I may start, you know, I started after finishing matric, you know, I actually did ele- electrical engineering. Um, you know, right from first semester, I realized I didn't actually like engineering. Mm. Um, I wanted to go into IT, but at the time I was sponsored, so I had a bursary from ESCOM. Okay. So I had to endure three years, you know, doing something that I didn't actually like, mm. you know, because it, that's what I could afford at the time. Yep. You know, immediately after finishing that, I decided, you know what, I'm actually not going to work. I'm going to go back to school and study what I wanted to study. So, packed my bags, went to the UK, started IT. And after that, I've then been an entrepreneur since, you know, I started designing websites when I was still in school, you know, it was new at the time, uh, back in 2003 to 2004. And after that, I came back to South Africa in 2005 after seven years in the UK and started a company called Host River, mm. which is a um, domain registration hosting company, telecoms, you know, we offer internet access and stuff. And since then, I've done a couple of other um, exciting things, you know, um, over the last 10 years. Yeah. Well, you have brushed over some of it, so we, yeah. we're, we're going to get into it as we discuss your journey a little bit. But you've shared this story over and over and over again. So there's yes. a polished version. Yes. We're not interested in the polished version. <laughs> True. I, I, I really would like us to get a little bit dirty, uh, if you don't mind. Let, let's no, go let's into do that, let's yeah. go into some of the history. Why? Because well, our future CEOs are listening, yes. and they're saying, uh, you know, how did you get a bursary? 
because I want yes. a bursary or how did you make the leap into entrepreneurship because I want to do that. And I also know because you shared it, some, there's some stories of you in tears occasionally. Yes. Occasionally, um, yeah. Maybe more often than, than people may know. No. So let's, let's explore some of that. Where, where, what do you think uh, is the best place to start? Uh, maybe let's go into when you were in your teens, a defining moment in your teens or, or point in your teens. I think I was nine years old, you know. Okay. Um, nine years old, my, my mother passed away. Um, I was in KZN at the time, KZN. So I was, I'm coming from a small village, you know, just outside of Mpangeni, um, just off by Richards Bay then. Mm. And when we grew up, there was no electricity, no water, no cell phones, not, none of that stuff, you know. And at the time, it was really going to school and after school, you go and look after your father's cows. That's how her life was like. Mm. And my father was working in Joburg, you know, in the mine. Um, I think it's called Harmony now. It was called JCI at the time. So you'll usually see your, your father once, you know, a year, you know, in December when he comes for holidays. Even then you'll probably run away, you know, when he's around, you know, because he's going to beat you up, you know, because the cows have been messing around, you know, mm. when you're playing football, you know, <laughs> and you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So that was the life that I knew, you know. So when my mother passed away, it meant that I needed to, Move, you know, places and then I went to live with my grandmother and that was me and my two sisters. But at the time, that's when the violence in KZN was really big between ANC, IFP, mm. you know, so it was really dangerous. And then my dad then decided that let's actually relocate to, to Jobek. Okay. So we moved to Jobek and by that time I was that 13 years old. Mm. Yeah. So moved to Jobek. So I was here to do high school. So I did my high school in Jobek. It was really tough. Um, I remember um, I've shared the story before that, you know, my dad had remarried, you know, and had a different family, you know, when we grew up, when we came here, you know, between um, me and my, my two sisters. So there was about like nine people living in that house oh, and wow. there was three of us and it's a three bedroom, you know, mm. in Soweto. And um, now there's 13 of us in, in one in one house and you have to make it work. Mm. <laughs> mm. It was not, it was not really easy, you know, because with the resources that, he had, you know, being the only person working in the house, you know, it meant, you know, after half past eight, everything shuts down, you know, electricity and everything you need to save up. And for me, right up to metric, you know, I literally had to study on candles, you know, and just make sure. And I think in my head, the way out of that situation was like, I have to do good in school and then get out of here. That's all I had in mind. So I want to quickly talk about that point because there are very, there are a lot of voices and they almost become quite popular. Uh, saying that, you know, education is not all that important anymore. You can be an entrepreneur without it. Education is not always the be all and end all. You can do something on the, uh, something very different because the world has changed. Yes. What, what do you, what is your opinion of, of that kind of rhetoric or that kind of narrative? Uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your thoughts? I actually think education is important. You see, we live in a world of instant gratification, you know, okay. and nowadays because of probably social media, and technology, you know, everything is right there, you know, even if you want a date, you just have to swipe right these days, you know, you yeah. don't even have to say hello, you yeah. know, and and because of that, um, someone sitting in high school right now, you know, looking at people that are older than you, like, yo, I could actually maybe just register a company and then get a tender and get this and get that, mm. because you want it and you want it now, mm. you know, and you're not prepared to actually go through the necessary learning, you know, the internal growth that you have to go through, and for me, when I grew up, it wasn't like that, you know, so education was 
I need to know first before I can actually apply. Um, that's how I actually thought about it. And I think that was the foundation from which, you know, it has helped me build the brand that I am and do the things that I do. It's really about learning and it never stops. There's really a maturing that happens in all things that we engage ourselves in. So in education, you get to a point in your educational journey where there's a maturing. We spoke off air a little bit about the maturing of your entrepreneurial journey. Yes. Uh, let's go there and we'll bring it back into this idea of education and the the foundation that it's set for you. Yes. So you spoke about, uh, again, off air. Just, just to, let's let the listeners in on what we were discussing there. You started a lot of businesses, mm. but now what you're doing is you're trimming away the fat and you're whittling that down. You, you're getting a bit more of a focus. Tell us why. Yeah, I mean, it was both the excitement and the difficulties. You know, when you're starting and you're not properly funded, and, and I think a lot of small businesses face this, um, what you're working on at the time is actually doesn't seem to be working. Mm. And when you look around, it looks like the other thing that other people are doing might actually be easy. Mm. I, I call it scaffolding businesses. Yeah, okay. You know, the kind of businesses that you think I could actually start that and it could be a stepping stone, mm. you know, to actually help fund what I'm currently doing. And, and that's one part. The other part is just being way too intelligent, you know, and not being able to stop yourself. You know, when you learn to say no to yourself, to your own in, in, internal voices. Mm. And, and what has happened to me growing up is that, you know, intelligence has been a curse and a promise, you know, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, yeah. you know, because I could do something. It doesn't necessarily mean that I need to do it mm. or I have to do it. Just because I can code, it doesn't mean that I have to. Mm. Just because I can solve a problem, it doesn't mean that it's for me to solve it, you know, and learning just to focus on my own journey. So I think that's what happened. I started a lot of things because I felt there is a quick opportunity to make quick money in there. And, you know, don't realize that in fact you know an overnight success is a 10-year journey yeah exactly you know it doesn't matter how simple it looks you know you still need to be focused even i, I make an example with scaffolding itself scaffolding is actually a business but the guys that do scaffolding are actually experts in that thing yeah and even though it's not the main building they're still gonna break it down after the main building is built but you still need to be an expert in just that one thing, you know, mm. and I think learning to focus and learning to be patient with yourself, you know, and learning to pace yourself, you know, in the journey that you have chosen is probably what I've learned, you know, in the last few years and hence the trimming down and trying to refocusing what I mean, fo I, I call it refocus my focus, basically. Uh, and I like that. Refocus your focus. Yeah. This, this idea of refocusing your focus wasn't easy for you, though. No, it wasn't. You've no. had a couple of moments that were, that you, you've shared openly. And I'm certainly very grateful that you shared that. Share it with our listeners. I mean, there's been moments of tears. There's yes. been moments where you've, you've cried in front of powerful people, yeah. which is also very interesting. Yeah. Uh, the showing of vulnerability or fear or, or something. Just talk us through that very quickly, please. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that, that that experience, the one that you shared on stage. Um, 
um, the one in the UK. Yes, the one in the UK. Yes, Please. I was really frustrated. Um, I just finished. I just finished studying, and what happened is on my on my on my last year in the UK, uh, I read a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yes. You know, by Robert Kiyosaki, and inspired me so much. And I realized, you know what, I want to be the rich dad. Mm. You know, and at that time, I was actually on my way to India because I wanted to write my 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 certifications. You know, in IT, you write all these Microsoft exams. Oracle, you know, yeah, this exams. is continuous yeah. certification, certification, process, and yeah. they are the same anywhere in the world. And it was so expensive doing it in the UK because, like, one exam will cost two thousand pounds, you know. But if you go down to India, it's two thousand rupees, mm. you know. And then if you compare, you know, <laughs> and, and and the plane ticket there costs a hundred pounds. So it's, exactly. It's so nothing. I might yeah. as well go down to Bangalore, you know. So I decided to go down to Bangalore, and I get to Bangalore, and I was so inspired. And that's when that's when India was at a height of outsourcing. You know, there were so many call centers. You know, European companies they did their call center. The American companies they did their call center. They literally every other teenager was running a call center and driving a Ferrari. Mm. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, I wanna be an Oracle database administrator. I'm like, no way. You know, mm. <laughs> I actually wanna start my own business. You know, so I went through it. I actually didn't finish all my exams. I got sick. At some point, temperature was 40 degrees Celsius. It gets so hot. Yeah. Like you outside, you're actually just breathing hot air. And I remember it was 2003. There was that chicken virus. It was called oh, SARS yes, virus yes, in yes. the East at the time. The doctor thought I was sick. You know, I only said I was shipped to the UK because I don't remember much about the journey. <laughs> you know, so I, I went back to London and then when I got there, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go back to work. I'm going to resign at BMW and I was working part time there as an engineer. So I'm going to start my own business. Um, so I met a guy called Eve Tim. Ifti had bought um, an, an, a franchise from a guy called uh, uh, Peter Sun in mm. Australia, and and Peter had bought a franchise from a guy called Jay uh, uh, Abrahams in the U in, in the US. I mean, if anyone who's in direct marketing, you know, know Jay Abrahams is a marketing guru. So it was sort of like a combination of what Tony Robbins would be, you know, like okay. public speaker slash marketing consultation slash yep. IT, yep. you know, at the time because marketing was moving into IT. So I thought I could actually do this, you know. So I signed up for this program with IFT, which was like a one-year program training, you know, as a as an IT marketing consultant, you know. And first week in it, um, I had to go out and sell, you know, and go into businesses. And I had mastered the accent, you know, when I was in the UK over the phone, I'd mastered the English accent. So okay. over the phone and then I'll call and I have an English name, you know, my first name is Patrick. So I'm like, yo, Patrick, you know. So I went to this business and then, and, and the lady that I was selling to thought I was actually white. Okay. And when I got to the appointment, she says, I thought you were white. And I was like, no, I'm actually black. It it's seems like, I can like a strange thing to say, though. Yeah, I was like, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, no, I thought you was white. So I'm like, so what do we do now? It's like, no, I actually thought you was white. <laughs> so I was so angry, you know, at yeah. the experience. And I was just so demotivated, you know, about that whole thing that I actually thought this was not for me. You know, mm. so I went back to Ifti. I met him in the, in the hotel, you know, in Victoria, in Victoria Street. I'm like, yo, this, this is, is not your, your mentor Yeah my mentor yeah mm. And I'm like Yo bro This is not gonna work out You know And he just looks at me And then he stands up And he walks away <laughs> I'm like What's this all about And I get tears in my eyes mm. And he says When you have decided To be a man And take control Of your future 
call me. Up until then, don't bother. Wow. And then he walked. Wow. I don't know what I would do in that situation. What did you do? I cried. <laughs> like I just had tears in my eyes, and I went back home, and then I slept for the whole day. You know, you know, you know, store eat popcorn. Sure. I mean, eat cornflakes during the day you know, in my pajamas. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I woke up after the following day, and then I actually called him. I was like, I, I think I actually need help. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so the the recovery was then to reach out in spite of. The difficulties. And how, how has that, that experience then helped you to do what you're doing now? This idea of refinement and, you, and, and, and. You know, actually, what Ifti said, said, call that lady again. Mm. <laughs> the one that actually said, call her again and go and sell her, mm. you know, what you were selling. And I actually called her again and I went back and I presented and she became a client, mm. you know, and I think out of, out of that experience, I learned that, you know what, you will have difficulties, you know, people will push back, people will tell you things, it doesn't really matter. If you believe in yourself and you believe in in who you are and what you're good at and that you're here to offer value, that you're here because you deserve to be here. You know, I was standing in front of that lady, she was running a florist company because she was struggling Mm. and I deserved to be there because I had knowledge that could help her business become better. But... Can I can I jump in here? You had a point of qualification for that knowledge. Yes. So you had education. Yes. As as a basis. Yes. You when because when I hear you say you believe in yourself, it's not a it's not a, no, a, no, a strange. Uh, this arrogance really Which is confidence without substance I believed in the content Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. <laughs> So there, there, was, yeah. there was really something there yes. And you really had something to offer It wasn't just this idea It wasn't just a, a a feeling within you But there was substance No, no, it was just It wasn't faith, you know It mm. was actually substantiated knowledge You know, that I've gone through the training I've gone to school I actually been trained to help you Change your business And market it better online mm. and and I had to tools to actually help you achieve that. Mm. You know, it's just that in the beginning, you know, when she turned and say, look, I don't want to work with a black person, you know, to me, it was Crazy. like, I just shut down, yeah. you know, and it was the first time I experienced something like that, you mm. know, so, yeah. So uh, there have been some of these diff- more difficult uh, things that you've had to go through these experiences. Let's quickly just jump into, because uh, the time moves so quickly here in yes. studio, let's move very quickly to the businesses that you've then since started, and then now there's this whittling away and refocus. Uh, let's just quickly go there. So yes. just just list the industries you're in and what and perhaps a little bit of why detail there. Yeah, yeah, Host River was the first business that I started, and we do domain names, hosting, um, and 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 in and internet services. And as a result of that, as a result of that, when you when you start doing hosting for people they automatically ask you for websites mm. you know because i could do that mm. you know and then we moved into studying sort of like below the line design studio sure. that was just doing websites that's called pdh mm. you know and we did that and over the years we did a lot of work with government and i learned how to actually navigate the whole you know procurement space in there and i felt like you know what maybe there are other people that actually need to know about this then i started a company 
company called Open Tenders, which was a procurement portal that mm. was designed to connect up and coming SMMEs that actually want to work with government in terms of the know how, where the procurement opportunities are, how to respond to tenders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and since then, I moved into what's called digital asset management. Again, it was through the difficulties that we experienced running the ad agency because we had to work with a lot of images, you know, a lot of videos, and you find that people didn't know where their images were, you mm. know. And we started a company that was just focusing on managing image libraries for ad agencies. You, you just seem to be scratching all the itches that you guys yes, had. Yes, as they say, you start a business that scratches an itch. Exactly, you know. So I think it has. It, it has always been. There is a problem that I'm facing, and I realize there are other people that are facing that problem. Then I think let's just turn this into a business. Mm. That's actually how it actually happens, you know. But but uh, I think, and again, we discussed this off air a little bit. But there's a maturing that has taken yes, place. Yes, and that maturing is also a maturing of of perhaps focus, uh, but also then a maturing of of business model. Perhaps this idea that. Those businesses may have a certain type of income, but yes. it's a very expensive sale. Yes. What you can do if with that time in a different environment can give you a sale now plus this continuous income. I th- we were chatting a little bit about that. Yes. I, I, I think it's, 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 it's either, you know, what happens in life is either you're going to grow five millimeters in 1000 direction yep. or you want to grow one kilometer in one direction. <laughs> and and what, it makes me think of a, the CEO of a very large networking business, BNI, Business Network International. Yes. The CEO there, we, I chatted to him, the founder and CEO, and he said, I didn't do a thousand things once. I did one thing a thousand times. Exactly. That's the kind of message I'm That's the kind of message. That is a kind of learning. And it's been a very painful uh, I mean um, experience because you realize how much time you've wasted you know because at any point in time you start this new thing just because you've got that one little problem you know you realize that now you need to focus on it and while you're focusing on this new thing you're taking away from the actual business that you should be running you know and it, it always looks easy on the surface you know but it's not like that and and I think in the last year I decided you know what let me just stop all these other things and focus on what I actually want to be doing mm. for the next, you know, I mean, for the next 20 years of my life, mm. you know, and that's where I started, you know, it's almost like the alchemist, you know, mm. <laughs> if you've read the book, it's going back to the basics to say, this is where I started, this is what Host River was about, and every time I go away from it, I realize it actually changes, it mm. doesn't become what I actually intended to be because I'm no longer there, you know, because I'm busy doing hundred and one things, you know, that they seem exciting in the beginning, but they, they're short-lived. You know, I'm so grateful that, that you're the voice that we have here in studio because there are a lot of uh, loud voices, sometimes alluring voices, sexy voices that say a lot of different things, but you've really lived it. And I mean, that, that yeah. we, can, we can really get a sense of here. It's a, it's a little wonder why, again, Remy Martin chose you to, to assist them with the, their campaign. Uh, we have run out of time. Okay. In 30 seconds, maybe, just tell us what you would say to the 20-year-old the you. So you can go back in time and you can talk to, the, to you 20, at 20 years old. What would you say to yourself? Focus. Focus. Just focus. Mm. Yeah, do what you're doing and be good at that and focus and do that and that only. 
Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for sharing your experiences and wisdom. That's Madoda Kozwayo. Did I say it right? Yes. I, I hope I did. Um, and yeah, we're so it's very grateful for you being here. Thank Up you. next, we're going to be talking to an entrepreneur who also went over to the UK, spent some time there, did some very interesting things, is back here in South Africa doing more interesting things. And we'll be talking to him right after this break. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com